0: Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy John Harrington here, back with a special edition of something. Uh, game that tune, Jason. I'm not really sure what we're calling this thing. We're doing a special episode uh, for for a special occasion. It's uh, it's it's fe- uh, February, and we got Valentine's Day right around the corner. I think we should act as though this is going to publish on Valentine's Day. So, Happy Valentine's Day to all you listeners! So we're going to do a special, uh, special episode where we play some of our favorite love songs, love themes, songs from video games that make us think of love. Uh, it's John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey, hey, and we've got David Fleming. Say hey, hey, and Jesse unfortunately couldn't join us. He's uh, he's got a family uh, engagement, so we've got a couple of songs from him that we'll introduce. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a special. You know, no uh, no guessing, uh, you know, special Game That tune side project. We're going to come up with a name for this by the end of it. Uh, Johnny, be thinking of that. And, uh, yeah, so we came in with uh, Kin's theme. That's from Super Street Fighter 2 uh, for the Super NES. Uh, one of the earliest uh, memories of love I have in a video game. Uh, you beat the game as Kin And, you know, as is typically the case when you win an elaborate fighting tournament run by a warlord, what happens immediately upon winning the game your girlfriend runs in and throws her arms around you and you guys reunite after I guess being separated because you're doing a fighting tournament I'm not really sure but uh, David you uh, you remember what happens uh, you know immediately after reuniting with you know Ken and Eliza right
1: yeah they get married
0: hell yeah it's just you know a wordless wedding <laughs> like I love that the ending it's you know them just saying like. I came back to find you so we could be together. And then just smash cut to them in their, you know, tuxedo and wedding gown. Thanks for playing, you know, just a true love story in uh, in no words. Uh, though I do love that they've kept that as part of Ken's whole character identity going forward is him being married and having to find reasons and ways to explain, like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, I have to go. There's another fighting tournament, like... Yeah, if you ever see the uh, the like the intros and endings to Street Fighter Four, uh, Eliza is like nine months pregnant, and Ken gets a postcard from Ryu saying like, "Hey man, let's have a fight," and he's like, "Oh man, it's not the right time." And Eliza says like, hey, "It's Ryu. Just go find him, fight him. There's plenty of time. Come right back." I'm like, dude, that is like. <laughs> number one wife in the world like no no wife would send you away when she's like ready to pop just to go have a fight i also like
1: i love the understanding and the implication that eliza sees ken win this fighting tournament like wow he's officially the strongest man in the world i need him in my life marry me now
0: exactly and you know like I I love it It's, uh, It's one of the Just you know It's one of the best Love stories in games It's one of the longest Running like Continuous love stories I mean they've been Married since 1991 And they're still married Now they've got a kid And uh Yeah You know Ken and Eliza Classic uh Classic love story Uh You know And it's uh So we'll keep going with that We got you know Like I said When you're uh Once that first part ends, you smash cut to the wedding, so we're going to hear a little bit of the uh, part two of Ken's ending from Super Street Fighter 2 from composer, who else? Yoko Shimomura. thanks for playing uh, you know, see you next time yeah.
2: i just had a thought can you imagine being at an arcade you're not you're like kind of about watching some other games you've never seen the ending of street fighter 2 <laughs> suddenly you just hear the wedding march start playing from the cabinet a few cabinets down and you turn out like what the fuck is this game <laughs>
0: yeah wow so this is some kind of you're fighting for the woman's hand in
1: marriage, maybe. I don't know. Is this huh. a
0: bonus round? What is
1: this? No way. Yeah. They have Wedding Sim 90 at this arcade.
0: <laughs> yeah, dope. It's strange they housed it inside that Street Fighter cabinet. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, uh, the next game that we got, uh, I picked this one especially uh, with David in mind because I know David, uh, you know, has always loved this game and loved these characters, and so uh, we're gonna hear the song Family from Super Mario Galaxy and composer Mahito Yokota.
1: such a beautiful song
0: it really is man and that game is just full of uh, beautiful songs and touching moments that you have to just look you have to scratch a little uh, scratch the surface a little bit just to find them like it, you know they don't just jam it right down your throat so uh, you know David tell us the tell us about the love stories uh, you know the, what Super Mario Galaxy and you know love means to you
1: that's I mean that's one of the things that I really love about this game uh, um, mm? is just the fact that It's not all about, like, romantic love. Um, It just kind of builds that bond of family and, like, mother-child. And how Rosalina is just kind of built up as this kind of tragic character. Like, she loses her mother. um, She's abandoned as an orphan. And then eventually, like, goes into space and finds the Lumas and kind of replaces the love that she has lost by becoming the mother to all of these star babies. And eventually, Mm -hmm. like, the whole universe um which is a really deep thing in a Mario game oh, and yeah. uh, heavy <laughs> but like yeah it's i don't know it just it always makes me think of love just because you have that kind of bittersweet love lost but then new love found and it it really struck a chord and really resonated with me
0: yeah no uh, yeah i as much shit as I've given you in the past for, you know, Super Mario Galaxy and story elements and whatnot, I, I honestly, I don't, you know, I don't have anything against this. I just, it's, uh, it's really a touching story the way it's told, the way you, you know, it unfolds over the course of the game by going into the library and reading the storybook. And, you know, really just adds some depth to the relationship between Rosalina and the Lumas. And, you know, it's, uh, it's really, really cool that they included it. And it's so
1: weird to see, like, something so sweet and so, like, heavy and all of that for basically, like, an NPC story character who only right. serves, like, the purpose of guiding you, like, oh, you have this many stars. Go here now. Like, yeah. that's pretty much all she does in the game. And it's like, you know what? Let's let's give her a tragic backstory. Why
0: not? Yeah. But, you know, not, and not all tragedy. Just, you know... It, 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 there's really there's notes of hopefulness to it because yeah she you know she's searching for her parents and you know there's a, the thing that struck me about it was that initially they obviously don't reveal that she you know lost her parents she's searching for her parents she's sad and she misses her mother and then you know only after you know uh, starting to gather the lumas and becoming a family does she finally you know kind of either remember or reveal that her mother's buried under the tree on the hill and it you know it's like man that you know, it's it's just some heavy duty stuff but then you know the Luma's tell her like hey you know you know don't let those star bits come out of your eyes anymore everything's going to be fine we have each other so it, it's really it's a story about loss and love you know again strangely included in a Mario game but it, it's really <laughs> it's really beautifully done and it's just it's a it's a very human story told in a very uh, kind of out of this world uh way in a you know and yeah very inserted into a, place. a super mario galaxy unexpectedly <laughs> so i yeah you know, i love it man it's it's great um so another uh, another thing that i love you know i'm, I'm including this one because uh it's it's one of my favorite games of the last few years and uh it's it's got themes of love all over the place because you uh it's. I'll just go ahead and say it, it's Stardew Valley, and you know, one of the big things in the game is you can you uh, build relationships with people, and it's not just about you know finding a wife or a husband, but you know, that is uh, ultimately a decision you have to make. You you build up the relationships, and you you learn about each other's lives, and the stories deepen, and yeah, eventually you select a uh, a husband or wife. So I've got Emily's theme, "The Song of Feathers" from Stardew Valley. It's not necessarily a uh, you know, love song in the traditional sense, but it's, it's you know her theme, and I love Emily's character. Uh, if there was ever just like, a, I don't know, felt like uh, as I was going through the game and learning about the different characters, I'm like, well, that's definitely the girl for me. Like, you know, short blue hair, check. Uh, she's the bartender at the saloon, double check. Uh, it made wooing her very easy because it turns out one of her favorite items to be given is a beer. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. And then, you know, as uh, I just love the little story beats. You know, as, you, as your relationship builds with these characters, you uh, you see little cutscenes involving them. And, uh, you know, hers, she's just a very caring person. Uh, she's, like, leaving her house one day and she sees these beautiful parrots fly by. And one of the parrots uh, has, like, a busted wing and falls to the ground. And sh- so she takes it in and she nurses it back to health and after that point in the uh in the game she's always just got that parrot living with her and it's just it's super sweet and as you uh you know grow your relationship more she reveals that she uh has been working on becoming a dancer and she loves dancing and then once you get married she moves in your house uh and also the parrot moves in with you and i don't know the whole thing just it's it's super duper sweet she's uh she's a cool character and i just love uh, i love stardew valley i love the sweetness of the whole thing and and all the relationship building you do in the game. So, it's a blast. And I uh, kind of need to go back and play it again. Because, you know, it's funny. There's so many things you can do in that game. And going back and marrying someone else is something I didn't do. But uh, it's, a, it's a cool game. And, and there, you know, like I said, there's, you know, there's, like, tinges of, you know, I don't know, not necessarily romantic love. But, like, you know, love and relationships and all the friendships that you have in that game. the other ones that I made, you know, big progress on, uh, there was the guy, Shane, uh, who I don't think at the time of that game's release could, a man marry another man, but it, uh, I think they might've patched that, honestly, I don't remember, but it, so I was just kind of building that relationship for the friendship of it, and his whole thing is like, he's got a drinking problem and he's super depressed and doesn't, and he's just kind of feeling listless, and then eventually, like, he starts, you know, kind of... You help him get his act together and he starts like raising animals and confiding you know his fears in the world and you and know, i'm like yeah so you know man it's just that's a story of like a good friendship man like all the stories that i played in that game all of them had uh, had some real nice poignant uh, touch to it so i really uh really appreciated it really great game uh, love stardew valley um so johnny i think you got the next intro what uh what do you got for us man
2: well, you know, I was thinking about how Valentine's Day is coming up, and also on Valentine's Day, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming out. What? So I decided to go with a Sonic song, uh, "My Sweet mm-hmm. Passion," no. with Amy from Sonic
0: Adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm, man, I don't, I don't love that. Uh, that. Yeah.
1: I mean, Amy and Sonic—that's not really love. That's like obsession. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. That's it's.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the only I kind mean, of love it... I've ever known oh god okay no 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 no. scratch that scratch that uh, we're gonna move to uh, to another song um you know David uh, I can't remember if you've played uh, this one I know we've discussed it previously on Game That Tune Dragon Quest V Hand of the Heavenly Bride did you play that either for SNES or the remake
1: I have not Played it. I do know about it. Um, it is Word. widely considered one of, if not the best, Dragon Quest games. Um, so I yeah. do want to sit down and play this. Um, and what's really interesting about this game is there's a like a time skip. So the game follows the main character throughout his entire life. So you start off as a kid, and then eventually you become an adult. And you do actually get to choose a bride to marry. Uh, so there are mm-hmm. multiple characters that you can woo and marry, uh, and then you have kids. And then eventually, as more time goes on, you end up teaming up with your own children um, towards like the end Word. of the game. Um, if I'm not I mean, why mistaken, why else do you have
0: kids if not to team up with them and fight monsters?
1: I was going to say, like, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this game has a lot of firsts. I'm not sure if it was the first one that let you marry characters in a Dragon Quest game. It might have been. Um, I know this is the game. Where you could like collect monsters that you fought um, to use mm-hmm. later, um, and apparently this is the first video game to feature a playable pregnancy.
0: Hell yeah, it is, man! So, I love um, that.
1: Yeah, love is all over this Wait. game when you've got pregnant people. So, oh yeah. What do you? Mean, what?
2: What is a playable pregnancy? Like you can play as a pregnant character, or you simulate a pregnant, like you're a baby. Go back like, to what our is- episode
0: of Game That Tune where we discuss this if you want to see us just riff on playable pregnancy. In the meantime, we've got <laughs> the Melody of Love from Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, the symphonic version from composer Koichi Sugiyama. Yeah, I couldn't decide on whether or not to use the SNES or the DS version of the song, and then I was like, oh, there's a symphonic CD. Let's just uh, you know, go with the off the board answer and play the nicely uh nicely symph you know, uh orchestrated Arranged. version of the song. Yeah. And uh yeah, man, it, you know, I, I love the very idea of uh you know, an RPG that lets you, you know, select a bride and then play as your kids uh but yeah, the, you know, the playable pregnancy really is just fascinating because you know, I feel like we need to play that because there's something wildly irresponsible about having a pregnant woman in an RPG battle. She could be slain at any moment. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, Eliza was the best wife. Maybe your wife in Dragon Quest V is the best wife. She's like down to ride no matter what. She's like, yeah, we're going to go to the cave. We're going to fight that dragon. I'm coming too. I'm like, you know, sweetie, you know, your feet are really swollen. <laughs> nope, still coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, this family family that slays together stays together. So uh, it's pretty fantastic, man. And so it's funny that is not even the only 16-bit RPG with a wedding thing that we've got on uh, on this show. So we're gonna jump right into the next song from composer Izuyo Numata. This is the wedding song from Fantasy Star Three. this is one of Jesse's selections for the show. Uh, obviously is the Sega RPG player of the group. Uh, Johnny, you don't have anything to contribute to this, do you? No, I really don't. Yeah, no, it's okay, man. But yeah, it, it sounds a lot like dragon quest five. you know, Jesse says, you know, it's got a hook where at a certain point of the game, you can choose to marry someone and continue the game as the kids. I'm not sure if that means like party up with them or like there's a time jump and you are then like, all right, well now you're the kids, not the parents. Um, and he, he also said that there's a bunch of uh, different times that you can uh, like do it, and different people you can select. So there's like different character combinations, different chel- uh, children that you can have to complete the game. Uh, but he also said that's uh, that's if you want to play through it more than once, because uh, you'd have to be a psycho to want to do that. I guess it's just a brutally hard RPG. I, I don't know why Jesse would condemn the game in such a way, but uh, yeah, I, I like the if- games. Go
1: for it. I was gonna say, like, I wonder if that's how you choose your class. Like, instead of upgrading and like changing a new job thing, it's just whoever you have a child with. Like, oh, I'm gonna pick like the the very young like dancer, lithe woman, and that's gonna get me a baby who's gonna be like a thief, who's like has right. a, like high speed yeah, stats you, and all that, or like depending you
0: combine on your, your class with your wife's class, and that's what gives you you know a baby of a certain class. Like, oh man, it's like. A whole complex breeding system based solely on what your job is. <laughs> Complicated. I like it. And so organic and natural. <laughs> yeah, because that's what our kids always are. They're just a perfect, uh, like, you know, a result of what, you know, your job is at the time of having them, right? Like, that's, that's what we all hope for our kids one day. That uh, <laughs> I guess in my case that my son will be, I don't know, an a- accountant and a manager an account manager? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, an uh, account manager. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, there's things better things in store in the future for your kids than just being an amalgamation of your two jobs. But uh, yeah, so Fantasy Star Three, another 16-bit RPG with a wedding thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's uh, you know, I it's a blind spot for us though, because uh, again, Genesis RPG is that's uh, really Jesse's wheelhouse. So uh, moving on to a 16-bit game that I did actually play. Uh, This next one, uh, not a totally traditional uh, love theme, you know, but it's one of the ones that I thought of as I was kind of, you know, going down the list of games that make me think of love in my mind. So this, uh, this next song is from Illusion of Gaia. This is Blessing of Nature from composer Yasuhiro Kawasaki. I forgot when selecting that that uh the song actually has the birds chirping in the uh in the song that's uh it's a nice touch it really is truly a blessing of nature um but you know I love illusion of gaia it's uh, it's a fantastic game and you know, it's not explicitly like uh it's not an explicit love story in the game necessarily but it's definitely a story about like friendship and companionship and togetherness And that song is one that plays in a lot of the calmer moments of the game. You travel in the world with your group of friends. Uh, The first time you hear that song is when you get to a new village um, that I struggle to think of the name of. But So in the game, you play as Will. You unite with Kara, who's a princess, and ultimately is very important to the story. And it's pretty clear that she's like a sheltered princess, but she kind of is falling for you over the course of the game. And then Lily, is uh, she comes and rescues you, and you go to her village. And it's pretty clear. I think some things have been lost in translation, but Kara is jealous of Lily. And so there's kind of a little love triangle thing going on there with uh, with you and Kara and Lily. And this is the theme that plays when you're in Lily's village. Um, and yeah, ultimately, Lily in the game, she, uh, she ends up falling in love with another one of your party members, Lance. And they stay behind in a certain place in the game. And so theirs is a really touching love story. Um, that I can't really elaborate on because I'm trying to remember the beats of it. It's, it's something weird, like, you know, he's gonna give her a fancy necklace and she gets, like, scared or whatever and runs off and runs to the Great Wall of China? Um, Illusion of Guy is a wild game. Uh So you gotta go rescue her from the Great Wall of China and fight a giant sand monster. Uh, but then she goes back and her and Lance, you know, live together in a in, you know, delightful village. Um, but yeah, it's a really great game with, uh, you know, I think if it had a better translation, I think some of this stuff would have come through. But, you know, there's just these poignant moments in the game where, you know, like this one, it's, you know, it's a village where, you know, like the spirits live. And so you start communicating with spirits and stuff like that. You really, the game starts opening up from there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a game about, you know, adventure and togetherness. And, uh, you know, I, I really love it. It's about, you know, like it's got you know friendship and companionship and i think if you play through that game and you get to the ending there's got to be a love story between will and cara that's lost in translation because they're like standing face to face and like moving closer together and i'm just like wait a minute something's missing here you know there's something out of the translation that's not coming through because like (laughs) you know there needs to be an i love you or something and it just doesn't uh, doesn't really take shape but I still I still love the game, and I picked up on it even without uh, a decent translation. Maybe it's just me putting my own uh, you know feelings of love on it. But uh, I was into it. Illusion of gay is great. Um, so this next one, uh, this one is one of our uh, fan requests. We uh, yeah we did put out a call for fan requests for this one. Um, and I'm going to stall for a minute while I pull up Twitter, and remind myself who gave us this request. So yeah, this, uh, this, uh, this one is a fan request with a testimonial from, uh, from muddle madness, uh, Daniel Perky, one of our Patreon super fans. And he requested the song everlasting love plus you from the Katamari forever soundtrack. So thank you so much, Daniel for requesting this song. Let's hit it. I love the Katamari Damacy soundtracks, especially the Katamari Forever soundtrack. The game, not fantastic. That soundtrack, next fucking level. What a fucking song, and uh, what a great love song. It's, it's, you know, it's all there in the lyrics. I love you so much, take my breath away, and I miss you, hold me tight every time, forever, ever. It's, it's all very, it's all right there in the song, I and mean, uh, John, yeah, Daniel uh, says, I go say, for it. You
1: may say that you love Katamari, but I think you'll find. We love Katamari.
0: Mm hmm. We love Katamari. Katamari forever. Um, and yeah, Daniel says this song always goes great with wine and chocolate. Uh, sound, uh, or wait, no, sorry. Wine and chocolate. What a gross mix. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Daniel says this song goes great with flowers and chocolate. Uh, he said that this was one of his uh, his songs that he played for his wife. I thought I was the only one that did shit like that, because uh, yeah, me and my wife we used to drive around listening to the Catamari Forever soundtrack. It's one of the soundtracks of us just falling for each other, man. Just you know, cruising around Tallahassee, goofing off, listening to Katamari Domici music. Like it's uh, you know, it'll make a woman fall in love with you, man. Like, you know, guys, play your Katamari Domici music. I'm telling you. Uh, it's it's all fantastic I, tunes and it's just I, lovely fucking music. There's something I can't move past,
2: hmm. John. You are aware that chocolate and wine is like a classic mix, like a glass of red wine and a nice dark chocolate.
1: I was about to say it's like I take serious issue with you saying that that's a poor combination because red wine and dark Sorry, chocolate. Sorry, I was picturing like,
0: I was
2: picturing like, like
0: fucking uh, Hershey's
2: milk chocolate and a nice white wine. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> like, a $6 bottle of, like, CVS wine and some Hershey's Kisses. I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah, I got too some Hershey's ki- <laughs> Hershey
2: Kisses and a 7-Eleven Pinot Grigio.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see, like, if you paired, like, milk chocolate or white chocolate with, like, a dessert wine, like, yeah, that is way too much sweetness. But, you know, yeah. a nice, bitter, dark chocolate and some red wine, that is, mwah
0: yeah mm. no, see that's the uh, that's not my flavors my flavors are you know uh like the hershey's hugs uh the ones that aren't even flavored like chocolate anymore and then uh yeah like a six out of bottle of, like barefoot uh you know maybe a like a sweet red <laughs> a blend <laughs> yeah that's uh that's my flavor so yeah no uh i'm sure that uh you know Uh, Fine wine and dark chocolate go together, but I'm just, uh, I'm not that kind of romantic. I'm more of a Katamari romantic. I like rainbows and, you know, fucking, I don't know, really fit, kingly body types and, uh, you know, rolling a ball and, uh, saying how we're gonna roll each other up and become a star together. That's, that's really my, you know, the flavor of love that I go with. So, um, I don't know about you fellas, but, it's, it's all good uh, Katamari music it's fantastic a lot of it has, uh, has little tinges of love stuff in it and uh, you know just god what a what a wonderful game and a wonderful song uh, so this next one is uh, another one of David's selections uh, we're getting into maybe a little bit of the downbeat uh, love sections of the game or of the uh, episode And uh, so after we hear the song, David's going to talk to us about it. This is from The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, and composer Toru Minigishi. This is Parting with Midna.
1: So, when we first started choosing songs about love from games, uh, Twilight Princess was actually the first thing that came to my mind because of the relationship between Link and Midna. Um, And kind of what you were saying about Illusion of Gaia, like, it's not explicitly come out, stated, they don't, like, hug and kiss at the end of the game or anything like that. They don't Don't end with a wedding.
0: She turns into that big, hot princess.
1: Right. Um, But, like when they first meet it's very kind of antagonistic um and like you help me i'll help you whatever and honestly in the beginning of the game is kind of a bitch um uh, mm-hmm. but as the game progresses like they start to take care of each other and especially after like midna it, spoilers for twilight princess when midna is like dying and link is rushing her to zelda to try to rescue her and then zelda God. sacrifices herself to like bring midna back she's like okay Okay, like, slowly they start to bond more and become closer friends, and they just get closer together until eventually Midna sacrifices herself at the end of the game to save Link. And then eventually when Midna comes back, they share this moment where, like you said, she turns into her human form, um, and she actually has a line like, Oh, Link, why can't you speak? Are you speechless because of how beautiful I am or all that? And then eventually she has to leave, (laughs) and when she does, she's going to separate the twilight realm and hyrule forever and she does it with a tear like she's Mm. sad that she has to go and the tear is what breaks it and she actually when she leaves she specifically says link i see you later and then leaves and there's it's like I said it's nothing explicit um but if you play the game there's a lot of people myself included that really think she was going to say I love you um mm-hmm. and that they built up this relationship and there is kind of this subtle bond between them because in the game like they have moments where they share looks at each other and you yeah you start to feel for her and um yeah like I said when the theme of love came up this was the first thing that popped in cuz I don't know it's It does have kind of a sad ending, but um, watching two characters grow together and bond, I Mm -hmm. thought it was really sweet and probably one of the strongest parts of Twilight Princess.
0: Yeah, no, I love that relationship. And yeah, it's like, it's really, it's a, the story, it's almost like about Midna kind of, you know, overcoming her initial manipulation of Link uh, to, you know, come to, I don't know, I guess see the, uh, you know, the bravery and just see the great guy that he's being, you know, not ne- like, once they're unbound from each other and they continue the adventure together, it's like, oh, yeah, there's there's a bond there that's not just, like, uh, the initial manipulation, like, oh, you're a wolf now and I've got your chain, like, you know, ha, 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 you know, they, they stick together because they know they have, you know, they're the people that have to do, you know, the deed, they gotta, they gotta get, you know, th- they gotta fi- save the world, and so they uh they have to do it together it's a, it's a game about togetherness and about her you know ultimately uh kind of coming around to that and not being uh, not being quite as cynical and manipulative as, as she was in the beginning and you know it's such a funny little character. So, you know, it's initially you remember the like the original trailer. It's like, oh, well, that's a devious little monster. I guess you're going to be fighting like some little creepy gremlin in this game. It's like, oh no, actually that creepy little gremlin's like, uh, you know, your companion, and you f- you grow to love that character by the end of the game. Like, man, what a twist! Like, yeah, who would have thought? I I love it, man. Well, that's it like great.
1: And apart from, like, her relationship, like, she really sticks out amongst all the Zelda companions. Like, Navi is a little fairy who helps you, Mm. and Fee is, like, an ancient spirit who helps you and guides you. And Midna just, like, rides your back and gives you smart-ass comments all the time. Like, she's such a snarky little demon, but you fall for her.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's a good one, man. I love it. It is a very strong relationship. All right, Johnny. So, uh... Yeah, you know, you've got the next track. What uh, what are we uh, what are we continuing with?
2: Well, you guys have been talking about strong relationships, and I don't think there's any stronger relationship than the relationship between Amy and Sonic the Hedgehog. God damn it!
0: <laughs> so I would like <laughs> again,
2: to my sweet, Passion, the theme of Amy from Sonic Adventure for the jo- Sega Dreamcast. Uh, Johnny, no. it ain't
0: happening, man. Yeah, you know, we uh, we shot that down once. You, uh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, you, you. I mean, we've been,
1: to, we've been listening to a lot of good music. Did you think we just forgot that you tried to do this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, you get one
0: more chance by the end of the show. Uh, for the love of God, Johnny, I'm going to need you to include something here. But no, okay, we're going to move on to another one of my picks. Uh, so this next one, uh, very much not a traditional love uh, story, but it's one of my favorites in games. So this song is Enclosure. From Metal Gear Solid and composer Maki Kirioka... song that is uh it's heavy duty and it plays at a very heavy moment in the game one of the one of those moments that sticks with you david you still haven't played metal gear solid have you
1: i have not no
0: dang man that's that's a shame uh yeah it's uh
1: yeah i hear that it, a lot I know, yeah, it, it,
0: it wouldn't take you long man I'll, I'll, I'll mail you my copy of twin snakes if you want to get through this thing it's uh it's worth playing because this this theme it's uh it's the song that plays after you battle Sniper Wolf. Uh, sniper Wolf, for those that don't know about Metal Gear Solid, is the, uh, you know, she's the sniper. Imagine that with a, with a name like Sniper Wolf. She, uh, she's an expert sniper and you, you do a sniping battle with her. But, you know, it's not a... Uh, the love story in Metal Gear Solid isn't between Snake and Sniper Wolf. Snake, I guess, has his little flirtation thing going with Meryl during the game and that's all well and good uh, David do you know offhand who it is that's in love with Sniper Wolf in this game
1: oh, I just want to see um, if you
0: have any cursory knowledge of Metal Gear at all, it's okay
1: Revolver Ocelot?
0: God I wish, oh that would be fantastic Revolver Ocelot should have a lot more love stories uh, You know, especially because he talks like this I want to tell you I love you Snake. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, unfortunately, it's not. It's not Ocelot. No, it's Otacon. Um Ah, yeah. I, I and got the wrong see,
1: O character.
0: Exactly the wrong O. Um, but yeah, Otacon is uh, you know he's just kind of a guy who's along for the ride in this story. You know, the, you're in Shadow Moses, the you know military facility. Otacon, he's a programmer who worked on the Metal Gear project, and you know he's been there working and kind of you know under duress as uh you know foxhound has uh taken over and started doing this uh this insane you know thing that they're doing but in his time there he uh you know he kind of grew to love sniper wolf uh, cuz sniper wolf not only is an expert sniper but she's been you know there and she uh she tends to like these wolves that live on this uh compound and over their t- uh, over the course of their time together you don 't see it this is all told through uh, codecs and cutscenes and whatnot. but Otacon basically saw the humanity in her that nobody else could see he you know he 's there on the base and he would see her feeding the wolves and tending to them and he he fell in love with her and it 's not like a Stockholm syndrome thing because she barely even knows that he exists he 's just kind of watching her from afar and falling in love with her and then yeah, you know, he basically pleads with Snake not to kill her and she and Snake both agree like nah, it kind of has to be this way. This is Metal Gear Solid. We're going to have to have a sniper battle. There's no way to avoid killing me. Um and so yeah, this this uh, song plays in the scene where basically he comes out and, you know, just cries over her as she's passing away and Snake's there witnessing it and I think Otacon asks Snake, you know, if he believes that people could be in love even in times of war and snake says his you know famous line that i believe love can you know i believe two people can fall in love anywhere even on a battlefield and it's just it's one of the most you know overtly you know love themed moments of the entire metal gear series and just a really touching moment i mean you know she's she's dying and she asks for her rifle one more time and otacon you know gives it to her and she dies surrounded by the wolves, the wolves are howling, Otacon's crying, and Snake is just kind of there, and you know, it's like fuck me, I didn't sign up for all this, I gotta go, but you know it's a really touching scene and uh, you know, just some heavy duty stuff so Sniper Wolf and Otacon have always been one of my favorite weird little love stories in games, cause uh, you know what guy that plays video games can't relate to just seeing a woman from afar and being in love with her without her realizing that you're in love with her, I mean come on, that's a uh, that's a gamer love story if I ever heard one, baby. Um, so, up next, we got another one of Jesse's picks. I wish he was here to explain this one, because, uh, man, this, uh, this game sounds wild. And uh, this game is called Thousand Arms, and the song that we're going to hear is Jella's love theme from Thousand Arms. So yeah, this is uh this is a, a very Jesse pick for the episode. I again wish he was here to explain this one cuz his explanation in, you know, his message to us kind of makes sense, but it it's uh sounds really really weird and very uh you know, as he as he observes, he says it's definitely an oh Japan you kind of game. So in Thousand Arms you play as a blacksmith named Jella and uh it's a JRPG and you're the best blacksmith in the world, and you use love to power up your weapons? I'm like, okay, so blacksmith forging with the power of love, so I assume he has like a I don't know, like a love hammer or like a fire of love that he places the weapons in? I'm not sure because he says, in order to make better weapons, you have to date women in the game. And it's very weird and it doesn't hold up and the main character is very sleazy I'm like yeah that sounds like uh, that sounds about right <laughs> like you get it's da- a dating sim that gives you like the you know the ability to charge up your weapon I you know, I don't know it's uh, it's not a traditional pick because uh, you know, one I've never heard of it and two it sounds fucking you know like it really wouldn't hold up. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those little fascinating oddities that only Jesse could provide for this episode. I mean, I just... A blacksmith with the power of love. Sure, why not?
1: <laughs> just go with it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where, it, where it's at. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had more to say about that. Uh, you know, that's, that's why we need Jesse here, because that's... Uh, oh, that one's thrown me for a loop. So we're going to get ourselves back on track. With something that, uh, you know, that is very easy to talk about. Something that you should have been expecting by now. I can't believe we made it this far into an episode about love songs without bringing up a Final Fantasy game. So we've got from Final Fantasy VI and composer Nobu Uematsu, we've got Aria de Mezzo Maratare. As you can see, we love our orchestrated versions of JRPG songs around here. I, I do love the original of that one, but uh, that's my first time hearing that orchestrated version. I gotta say, uh, you know, man, that's uh, somehow that works well as an orchestrated operatic song. So, David, you're the one that included this for this uh, episode. So, uh, what do you what do you got for us on Final Fantasy VI?
1: Uh, Final Fantasy 6 is great. Um, it is to date... Really? It is to date the only Final Fantasy game that I have played, but All I right. adore it. Um, and I wanted to include it... I was like, uh, thinking of like famous couples, like, oh yeah, Celis and Locke. Like, throughout the adventure, like they start to fall for each other and they have kind of a sweet couple. Like, yeah, of course. And then I remember the opera scene, um, which everyone who has played Final Fantasy 6 remembers, because uh, it's such a strange interlude, like you have to replace one of the actors and perform in an <laughs> opera, and then of course you know, like, Ultros comes and attacks you, so then you have a boss battle on stage. Like it's a very strange digression for the story, but it's also a really sweet moment, um, because the the actual opera you have to choose the dialogue and uh like just listen to some of these lines quietly, kindly, please give me an answer forever, forever, I shall wait for you. Like, it's just, you literally sit there and sing on a balcony about wanting your love to return and waiting for them to come back to you, and obviously it sounds really, really good in the full orchestrated version, but on a Super Mm -hmm. Nintendo sound chip, it still gets that heart across.
0: I love the Super NES version of it. They really do a great job with that. And, yeah, it's, uh, It's one of those great songs. It's a great. It's literally an aria, and it you know, it's just a classic love tune. You know, I can't say enough great things about Uematsu and the work that he does with the series. It's uh, really, really great stuff. Um, so, uh, we've got another song coming up here that's going to go in a complete opposite direction from what we just listened to, uh, and maybe a little less uh, less traditional love song than the one we just heard. From the Super Mario Odyssey soundtrack, this is Break Free, Lead the Way, The Honeyloon Ridge Escape. So, uh, let's hit this thing.
3: Start.
0: Hell yeah. I I love that song, man. It's it's such a blast. Such a joyful, insane moment in that game. And uh, it's just, it's not the first song you think of. You know, Super Mario Odyssey isn't the first game you think of when you're thinking about love songs. But uh, that's what I wanted to include. Uh, just one, have something super upbeat and wild. Uh, that was before I knew we were going to get a Katamari request. But, uh, you know, you get to those lyrics, man. And uh, it's it's a love song, you know, David. Uh, you
1: know, what uh, what do you think about this? one? are you okay with this pick? I am more than okay with this pick. Um, the only thing that I take issue with is when you're talking about how Super Mario Odyssey isn't really a game you think of when it comes to love. It's like because <laughs> love's kind of like the backbone of that game. Like Bowser uh-huh. is trying to marry Princess Peach, and then like at the end. Again, spoiler warning for Super Mario Odyssey. Here it comes. Big spoilers. Like, Mario and Peach are together. He rescues her. And then Bowser comes in. And Mario and Bowser start vying for her affection and, like, trying to win her love. And she pushes past both of them. And it's like, no, you know what? I'm fine being single. And Mario and Bowser, like, these lifelong enemies just kind of look at each other like, well, now what? Like, Yeah it's all about like men trying to win women with love
0: yeah it would have been a very good final game in the super mario series (laughs) like that moment would have been great if there was never another super mario game like you know bowser finally is it's like all right that's it i've been kidnapping you i've been taking you to another castle for all these years fuck this i'm finally gonna do it we're gonna get married this is what i've wanted the whole time bowser wants to marry peach boom love we're doing it mario breaks it up and he's like hey i got this tux now i'm gonna marry you and she you know they fucking start fighting each other and Peach is like who the
1: fuck said i was gonna marry either of you i'm out of here <laughs> like it would have been great because yeah you know, oh, it, i love that moment too where it's like oh bowser wants peach but mario wants peach just like did none of you ever think what do i want
0: right Anybody want to ask me if I'm into this uh, into this wedding thing? Just because you're wearing tuxedos doesn't mean I'm going to fucking marry you guys. You know, if only it were that simple. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do love the song. Uh, so this is the song that plays at the end of the game when you're escaping from the collapsing moon. And uh, another spoiler for Super Mario Odyssey, you know, the whole thing, the whole mechanic in the game is that you possess characters using Mario's hat. Uh, and so Mario has to possess Bowser. And so you're smashing through all these blocks and escaping as Mario controlling Bowser. And so, you know, this song seems to be a song from Bowser's perspective, talking about his love for Princess Peach, which is very... uh, When you start getting into the lyrics, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is a love song, you know. So what if we live in a walled garden? As long as I've got you, I don't care. Like... This song about Bowser saying like, "Hey, it's okay, you know, I'm in love with you. It's, you know, we're gonna do our thing," and I just thought that was really funny. Like the the lyrics in both of the uh, big lyrical themes in uh, Super Mario Odyssey are you know fantastic, and all you know all kinds of references to just you know Mario in general. But this one, it stuck out to me. It's like you know this one explicitly uses you know the words love. You follow the brick path straight to my heart grab the flag together and the fireworks are going to start. I'm like, oh, it's a love song. It's like, but wait, it's a love song from Bowser. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Interesting. Well, that was like so so many people were like, oh, yeah, Jump Up Superstar. Like, who was expecting a lyric song in a Mario game? This is so crazy. It's like, yeah, I agree. This is crazy. And then I got to this song where you're playing as Bowser escaping the collapsing moons. Like, what the fuck is this game? I love this.
0: Uh-huh. It you know it really uh, really went off the wall, man. I love it. And yeah, it's a fantastic song and a fantastic moment. And uh yeah, it's it's a really fun love song full of Mario references. So, you know, I was uh I was very very excited to include this on the show. So, I'm interested to see what they do with the next Mario game. I mean, how do you top yeah, uh, Mario trying to, you know, uh, like stop Bowser's elaborate wedding for Peach? You know, maybe Maybe after Super Mario Odyssey having ended the way it does, maybe the next game it's a Peach game. Because, you know, after that, she's off and exploring the world and just, you know, they're hanging out and giving Mario little moons and stuff. Maybe it's Peach exploring the world and, uh, you know, running into the Mario Brothers and, you know, they're the NPCs in the next one. I don't know. I'm just I spitballing mean, here. It would I be mean, a lot Peach, of fun.
1: Peach did say she wanted to explore the world of Odyssey and she does have Tiara, who has the same abilities as Cappy. I oh, would play man. the hell out of Mario Odyssey 2, Peach's Journey.
0: Yeah, dude, Super Peach Odyssey. I'd be pretty into it. But, uh, yeah, fantastic, uh, excellent selection. And uh, I wanted to save this one for nearly the end of the show, because uh, David and I, I think we both have strong opinions on this one. So this one, it's another uh, another Zelda game for the Nintendo Wii. Uh, From composer Mahito Yokota from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword soundtrack, this is Zelda's Lullaby. I mean, ever since Ocarina of Time came out, I've always loved Zelda's Lullaby. It's a fantastic song. So, you know, good on you, David, for selecting uh, arguably the best version of it. I, I love Skyward Sword.
1: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, it's it's not just Zelda's Lullaby from uh, Skyward Sword, because there are multiple versions of Zelda's Lullaby in Skyward Sword. Um, ah. This is specifically... Um, a version that plays at a very key moment in this game. Um, Oh, man. I had mentioned previously on Game That Tune that uh, Klonoa was one of two games that have actually made me tear up and get emotional. Um, And this is the second one. Uh, And specifically, because Skyward Sword is different because uh, Link and Zelda are kind of like... They're teenagers, they're they're schoolmates, um, and they kind of have, like, this crush romantic will they won't they dynamic like you kind of get the feeling that zelda's like they're gonna go steady
0: it's easily the zelda game with the closest thing to a romance between link and zelda in the entire series like usually it's him you know befriending her and rescuing her uh this one it's like oh yeah they're like teenage sweethearts who are just about to, like, fly off on a bird together and have that big first kiss when everything starts going down. Like, it's pretty clear these are two kids in love with each other. I I, I do love that.
1: And there's, um, throughout the game, Zelda is always, like, one step ahead of you, because she's going to, like, different shrines to pray and, like, gain the power of the goddess and all this kind of stuff. Um, So you're always, like chasing after her trying to make sure she's, she's okay all that kind of stuff um and then eventually you do reunite with her um and she reveals that she is a reincarnation of a goddess go figure it's a zelda game mm-hmm. um and in order to help save the world she has to seal herself away and like put herself to sleep so that her power can transcend and blah 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 so she says to link like goodbye and then basically just goes into a giant crystal Um, And all the while, this song, with its, like, very muted piano and, like, very soft tones is playing as she's explaining, like, we can't be together, I have to do this, and then she seals herself in crystal, and Link just goes apeshit, like, he runs up these stairs, his arms are flailing, and then he... He gets to her and, like, his hands are against the crystal and he starts, like, banging against it while Zelda's just, like, frozen asleep. And because the game has built up this romance and this, like, affection, watching him trying to be so close to her after being away from her for so long and trying to catch up, and eventually he does, and then she seals herself off, like... God, it hit me!
0: Yeah, dude, it hit me too. It's tough. Like... You know, they they really nailed that part of the game. The, you know, like, the wait, don't do this. There's got to be another way (laughs) aspect of it. Somehow they got all that in with Link saying nothing. Well, and it's... it's, That that moment is devastating.
1: (laughs) And it's all done like in his animations because like his he has a very expressive face so you see like the shock and it's not just him like running upstairs like he stumbles he scrambles he's trying to get there and then he just misses her and yeah you you feel how much he loves her
0: yeah Yeah. he's on the legendary hero's journey and he can't can't save her in that moment and yeah you just you know you feel the love you feel the longing to be able to you know stop her from doing that and uh yeah that's uh that's an excellent selection and yeah that's that's why i uh, was really happy to see you include this in the uh, in the selections because i you know i was touched the same way by that moment i i don't recall it's been a long time since i played skyward sword but yeah, that's a moment that sticks with you. I you know, I didn't start weeping or anything to, you know, to my recollection, but it was like, "Oh, wow, that is a more powerful moment. I I can I can barely think of like a more powerful moment in the series. Certainly not, you know, not anything prior to that. Like it's uh it was really great. And yeah, Skyward Sword doesn't get its respect anymore, which is uh, really too bad cuz it uh it had a lot of things that it did really well. And you know, the uh the love between Link and Zelda, and even to a certain extent, you know, and the friendship with Groose, it was, uh, you know, those were the things that did really well, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't hate Groose for being in love with Zelda, because, I mean, you, you look at her, who, who wouldn't be in love with that, but, uh, you know, ultimately, he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't free reincarnated, he was just the big dummy who also wanted to be part of the story. Yeah, it starts so, off with, yeah, like, that's, uh, the
1: bully love triangle, and then eventually, like, everybody grows up and becomes the adult, the hero, the princess, like, everything. And you see him, like, realize, hey, you know, I was kind of a dick. I'm mm, sorry. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. I'm, I'm going to help you guys. I'm going to fire my cannon at the giant fucking monster, and, uh... Yeah, you yeah, know, is here. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the legend of Bruce. Um You know, what a game! I love that shit. So uh, you know, we've got a uh, one last chance, Johnny. You've uh, you you got to bring us home with something fantastic. What do you what do you got for us?
2: Well, a while ago, a while ago, Dave was talking about love being the backbone of games, and love is the backbone of the entire Soul Calibur series. Oh, so, okay i like to focus for a second on Raphael and his love for Amy Sorrell. So let's talk about that for a second. Amy Sorrell shares the same first name as Amy Rose from the Sonic the Hedgehog series. (laughs) This is My Sweet Passion, the theme of Amy from Sonic Adventure. No,
1: it's not. It's not happening. You had me. I was so excited to talk about Soul Calibur, and then like, yeah, I love Soul Calibur. Of there's, there's like 20 tragic
0: end. love stories in it. Damn it, God John! Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: guys! I demand that we put some Sonic in this episode because the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming up on valentine Valentine's Day. There is no greater like aligning of the planets ever. Then Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out on Valentine's Day. People are going to be fucking to Sonic. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but we have
0: to have it, Johnny. This isn't like a mixtape. I don't think any. You know, there are plenty of plenty of sexy songs on here, but there's also us talking in between. So they're not. Nobody's going to be fucking to this thing. So you know, don't uh, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> All right,
2: you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go make my own mixtape. It's going to be a banger. As in people bang. <laughs> while listening to it, all right? I'm making a banging mixtape, oh, all Sonic. God,
0: you do that, John. Put main feed, because fuck you. We'll do two exclusives on Valentine's Day. We'll do this nice discussion of love, and you do Sonic songs to fuck, too. That sounds fantastic, <laughs> yes. John. That's very on-brand for us. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> okay, No. We're not doing that. We're going home with something else. So uh this is uh this is another this is a selection that I had for the show that was reinforced by uh by our buddy Raynus on Twitter. Uh you know, he said, even though most of the romance is a little heavy and cheesy, this is his uh favorite romance story in the game. Uh so we're talking about Final Fantasy Four. We got the love theme, the theme of love from Final Fantasy IV. And uh yeah, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. I think this has been a lot of fun, just uh, you know, kind of goofing about talking about love stories and games. Uh, you know, thanks, John, for trying to contribute. Yeah, uh, you know, thank you, David, for fantastic contributions. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to do more fun bonus episodes like this in the future. So maybe look forward to uh, next month when we do some sort of Irish theme bonus Ooh. episode. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Games with luck? I'm not
2: really sure. <laughs> but... Well, you know, uh, no game features luck more than the Sonic the Hedgehog
0: series. Johnny, Johnny,
1: sh- shut up!
0: <laughs> John, you know, Johnny, I, I do appreciate you trying to shoehorn that in at every possible <laughs> moment. You know, it's a real dedication to a bit that nobody asked for. So, uh, you know, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that, John. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that we're going to have any further, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, theme bonus episodes that you'll be contributing to so yeah <laughs> appreciate you being here <laughs> um but yeah i you know I, again i wish jesse were here because this is final fantasy 4 um i know it's one of his favorite final fantasies it's one of uh, many people's favorite final fantasies i've heard a couple of hot takes that say final fantasy 4 greater than 6 i can't back that up because i you know, i haven't played either of them um but it's got some fantastic tunes and I wanted to finish off with something a little extra special. So, we're not playing... You know, again, it's like earlier, you know, do we play the 16-bit version or the remade version? I don't know. So, I split the difference. We went with the fantastic Latin cover band Ludopatas cover version. This is Cumbia Del Amor, the theme of love from Final Fantasy IV by Ludopatas. Peace out, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day.
3: Puedo ser feliz sin tus besos al amanecer, me cambiaste por un paladín.
2: Came up with a couple of titles for this episode GTT Love, which stands for Love Our Video Game Ejaculations, and then also GTT Slays, standing for Sexy Loving Aroused Yummy Special. Oh, God. <laughs> I like hmm. Love because the L stands for Love. Yeah. <laughs> and that could be an episode title, too GTT Love. Colin, the L stands for love <laughs> like <laughs> GTTL
0: you know dot o dot B, yeah. dot e, and then just you know the L stands for love <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it not important doesn't really matter <laughs> nope